For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Hello, I'm Chris Lee of Southeastern 14 here to react just literally minutes after I've heard to the news of Alabama coach Nick Saban's retirement, which is honestly pretty stunning. Um, maybe not in, in hindsight in some ways. Uh, there was always going to be a moment this happened. Uh, college football had changed. I think it had eaten into Nick Saban's dominance. But be like a guy who I'm left. I'm, I'm driving right now, Chris. I don't even know. Here's what I got to say. What kind of psychopath retires during five o'clock rush hour traffic? What is going on with Nick Saban? That's a final just middle finger to everybody else out there from Saban at the, on the way out. I mean, just especially sports. He didn't like the media at times. And this is a big, just, you know, big smack in the face to the media is what's going on. The only thing more shocking than that is you joining me in the middle of a rush hour drive live. But uh, be safe and don't wreck your car. I think I might have wrecked no, my car I'm not if even, I'm driving. I don't even have to look at it, but I'm. I only have to look at it, but it, I, I won't be able. I won't have service long. I'm about to lose service, but I just want to say shocking development. I mean, every coach, probably other than Smart and Dabo, are in uh, in contention for this job. Lane Kiffin, I think, is call one. Uh, Dan Lanning. So these are just crazy things uh, that are going on. I'll rejoin here when I have service, Chris, but just wanted to give my two yeah. cents. I'll, I'll be back here in just a little bit. We'll see you. All right. Thank you. Yeah. Um, if you just join us, Nick Saban has retired. Uh, not not something we saw coming when we woke up this morning. Um, someone asked, had this been confirmed? I think Chris Lowe was the guy that broke the story or at least broke it on Twitter or X or whatever we call it these days. Pete Thamel has tweeted a quick projected target list. Dan Lanning, of course, the coach at Oregon. Kalen DeBoer, coach at Washington. Dabba Sweeney, Clemson. James Franklin, Penn State. Mike Norvell, Florida State. Marcus Freeman, Notre Dame. I was texting with somebody who's pretty dialed in at Alabama and has given me some good info in the past. And he said, wouldn't rule out Dabo, but he said, my money is on Matt Rule, who, of course, is the coach at Nebraska. That would be interesting. But, yeah, uh, Nick Nick Saban is no longer the coach at Alabama. We wondered when that would happen. Uh, the, the day is here. And, and honestly, quick-time reaction. Um, For the state of the SEC in college football, I'm, I'm sad to see this happen. Nick Saban was an icon, was a legend. No matter what you thought of Alabama, college football is going to look and feel differently going forward without him. I think in a lot of ways, college football was a better game with Nick Saban. Uh, I, I think Nick Saban was probably the most, probably the best coach in American sports in my lifetime. Um, th that list would, you know, Joe Torrey, when he managed the Yankees, won a lot of world titles. Bill Belichick in New England, 
Uh, if you want to go back a couple decades, Tom Osborne was maybe the last guy to dominate college football in a short stretch, maybe Pete Carroll, and of course Miami with the multiple coaches. But I don't think anybody dominated a sport over a period of what was it, 17 years, whatever it was. I think he got the job in 06, 07, had that one meh year when he started off and then won a national title two years later. This was supposed to be a down year for Nick Saban in Alabama. They beat a Georgia team that that had won 29 games in a row, got to the college football playoff, and frankly, if they could have executed a snap from center, might, might have might have taken it all with the Monday night. But it didn't happen that way. I, I remember reading Nick Saban had given his wife a, a very long hug uh, after it was over, after the press conference, and, and just had kind of a look in his eyes. And I wonder, I wonder maybe if he knew something then. I don't know. I, but if you're just joining us, Nick Saban is retired. Um, and we're going to react a little bit more to that, maybe talk about some names. A reminder, this channel brought to you by our friends at Bet Online with NFL playoffs right around the corner, NBA season in full swing. Bet Online has you covered with all the up-to-second odds, news, and scores. With odds, lines, trends, and info on desktop and mobile, you can access the world's best wagering information anytime. Head there today, get in on the action, see the updated odds. Remember to use our promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to get your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Okay, uh, we are just going live to react to the news of Nick Saban's retirement, which I think was first reported by Pete Thamel. If you're joining us late, um, Dabo Sweeney's name certainly is going to pop up there. Sweeney has lost, uh, I don't know how to put it. Not winning at the level that he was before at Clemson. That's a good way to put it. Sweeney was a walk-on wide receiver at Alabama. Not that old. Matt Rule's a name that I've been given to watch for. Rule, of course, turned things around at Temp. I had to, had to go at it in the NFL and is now at Nebraska. That would be interesting. Uh, I think that'd be a good hire, too. Who knows? Uh, may, maybe you got somebody sitting out there lying in the weeds and, and they've got a replacement that nobody's thinking about. I don't know. But let's reflect on Nick Saban for just a minute. I'll, I'll pull some things up to get the numbers right. But I don't know that there is a coach in my lifetime, I said this earlier, that was more dominant at anything than Nick Saban was. I'm sure you can name some other contenders, Junior R.E.M. and women's basketball. But look, college football in the NFL may be the two hardest sports in America to dominate. Uh, just got a text saying Dan Lanning at Oregon is the target. So that'll be interesting. Um, that, that'd be a great hire, I think. Dan Lanning, of course, um, played in, has been inside the league, knows how it works, has had a lot of success at Oregon quickly. Um, and certainly with Oregon moving leagues, hey, why not now? Uh, but back to Nick Saban for a minute. Career record, if I can find it. Uh, it w was unbelievable. Uh, the, the national titles, uh, all the things he brought to the game. At, at a time where college football has been hard to dominate in a league that is probably the most hyper-competitive that we've ever seen in college football, 
Nick Saban beat everybody. Really wasn't until just a couple of years ago that Georgia took over the mantle. And remember, the line for a while was, can, can Kirby Smart ever beat Nick Saban? That was that was a real question a couple of years ago. Um, and, and it really took a long time for someone to do it. Dan Mullen had a run where, where Florida was the, the preeminent power for a couple of years. But Nick Saban was – Alabama was always that number two, even when it wasn't number one. It never had a spell where it fell from – you know, first to, to fifth or sixth. If Alabama wasn't number one in that league, it was number two. I've never seen anybody do anything like Nick Saban did. I, I'm uh, to be honest, I'm still stunned by the news. Um, I haven't had a lot of time to react to it. I don't know that everybody that close was that caught off guard. You just you never knew when it was going to come. But I'd heard a couple of years ago that Nick Saban had kind of regotten his energy and. Now that he'd been knocked off his perch, um, yeah, that that it was going to be a guy that had been had his batteries recharged. Um, and was kind of ready to take on a new challenge. But here we are. Um. Yeah, I'm. I'm just. I'm still floored by this. I'm having a hard time processing it. Um, I've said for a long time that I think college football needs a new direction and a different direction. It's been chaos right now. I think the guy to lead a new era for college football in order. I've always said the perfect commissioner for college football would be Nick Saban. Um, I I don't know if that's what we're about to get. I don't know what Nick Saban's plans are or aren't, but you could do a whole lot worse than having Nick Saban run college football. Whole lot worse. I, I cannot think of a better person to lead the change. Now Nick Saban's out of football. He can say the things that coaches don't want to say. Nobody really wanted to step up and be a leader because nobody wanted to be perceived as anti-player. That would get used against you in recruiting in a hot minute. Nick Saban's free to say those things now. You look at the guy, he he looks still pretty young for 72. Nick, Nick Saban, when I watched him, I think this is why I'm so stunned at his retirement. He did not look like a guy that was worn out. He did not look like a guy that had lost his sharpness or his edge. I, I don't think Nick Saban's just going to go home and watch Netflix all day. I really don't. And hey, we've, we've got our we've got our man back off the interstate for a minute. Yeah, I, well, I'm 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 home now, uh, but I do have a I do have a visitor. I got a I got I'm so me and me and Wilkes here are taking care of business. Well, I'm I'm going to give you the floor for a second because I heard my son uh, walk in the house and and yell for 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 anybody. So, so I'll give so, you the floor and I'll be joining you in just a second. So this is how shocking news this is. We are taking care of children. We're doing everything we are while Nick Saban is is his retired announced his retirement and i just don't know what this leaves for the off season of college football i mean it is going to be a ridiculous ridiculous chain of events that occurs here the coaching search is going to go on it's going to be a lot of stuff so um 
yeah, it's, it's going to be crazy. Uh, we want to know your thoughts in the comments as well. Okay, back back at it. Nick Saban has retired. The greatest coach of all time in any sport, no longer at Alabama. Uh, this news just broke maybe 30 minutes ago. And I think Chris Lowe was the guy who broke it. Um, Dame Lanning seems to be a name that's getting a lot of traction. I think Dan Lanning would be a tremendous choice. Um, Matt Rule's name has popped up again from someone I know who's decently well connected at Alabama. I think Lanning would probably be their guy first. And I think we've lost Blaine for just a minute. Again, we're doing this live on the fly while, while kids are getting home from school uh, and, and those sorts of things. So we're we're a little, little distracted here. Um, James wants to know if we're being paid to talk up Nick Saban like he paid the refs. Uh, no, we're not. <laughs> we just we just call it as we see it. Um, yeah, I'm I'm. I'm floored. Let me get some reactions here. I think we lost Blaine for just a minute. Um, I think this is sort of the reaction around the league. Like, it's it's tough enough to compete with Georgia. <laughs> here's, here's the reaction from Auburn. Um, it's tough enough to compete with Georgia, it is. Throwing Alabama getting back to the playoff last year. Um, I think that I was looking at ESPN's preseason top 25 for next year. And I, I think the two number ones in Mark Schleyball's top 25 preseason were, were Georgia, Alabama. I don't know if that changes. Um, I'm surely with Nick Saban leaving. Um, yeah, I don't know. I wonder what that does to Alabama's roster. I mean, certainly most of the kids that that came and committed to him were signing up to play for Nick Saban every bit or more than they were to play for Alabama. Um, can can Alabama get that back with another guy? I don't, I don't know. I mean, it, honestly, you looked at Nick Saban, you watched him, like in in a in a bad year. Like, like, what was the year Alabama had about 10 years ago where I think South Carolina upset it, and I think it somehow lost three games and was still – like, if you'd had a four-team playoff and put Alabama in there, I still would have put money on Alabama to win that. That's how dominant they were. And, and it just always felt like with this NIL thing that upset the way that Nick Saban wanted to do everything, maybe that was sort of the thing that would push him out. And then this year happens. They get to the playoff. They get within a play of beating Michigan. I think if they beat Michigan, they beat Washington. And, and this ends a little differently. But even, even ending that way, he was that close, guys. It felt like he had sort of well, gotten a second win is the right way to put it, but, but sort of figured out the system 
in the way it existed, in a way that he could have Alabama at the top. Now, I don't think Nick Saban was ever going to go and dominate college football the way he did before. I don't think anybody can dominate college football in this era the way that Nick Saban dominated it for most of his tenure at Alabama. Don't forget, he he won one at LSU too. So I don't know. Maybe, maybe that was off the table. But to, to me, to get them back to the cusp of a national title, when the system changed, when, when everything that made it work for Alabama at Nick Saban, and this used to be the recipe, okay, you'll come in, you'll sit for a couple of years behind guys that are going to the, to the league. But if you'll be patient, you'll get your turn, and you'll be one of those guys that's hearing your name called on draft night. And that's how he had it going at Alabama for a while. NIL comes, everybody's depth just gets pillaged. Georgia's, Alabama's, LSU's, you can't do that anymore. We wondered coming into the season, is is this thing sort of dying? Is, is it on its last legs? They, they lose that game to Texas in Tuscaloosa. I mean, that never happens. And what did the guy do? He ran the table and got Alabama to the playoff, including beating a Georgia team that hadn't lost in almost three years. That's crazy. But you can't tell me. I think this is this game and the way it is now has taken a toll on everybody. You saw it in basketball with Jay Wright. Coaches have to be sick of, of re-recruiting their own rosters just about every day, of trying to figure out how hard do we hit the high school ranks. Because at a place like Alabama or Georgia, yeah, those, those schools can offer kids the, the cream of the crop immediate playing time. But most kids can't do that at Georgia or Alabama. Kids get impatient. There's tampering. There's all sorts of stuff. So you sit and you wait at Alabama and everybody's in your ear. The way that Nick Saban wanted to build it at Alabama completely fell apart for reasons beyond his control. And he got it back to where he had him right there again this year. And, and love Nick Saban or hate Nick Saban. And and if you if you loved him, certainly Alabama fans did. If you were every other fan base in the league, you probably hated him. But you respected him. And my respect for that guy has grown because he he did it in a day and age. I mean, we've never seen anybody dominate like that to maintain that edge for that long. He graduated kids. I felt like he pushed his players on to better things. The kids would talk about they didn't know if they'd go through the system again because it wore you out. Boy, it was a challenge. Uh, you were challenged every day under Nick Saban, but I think it made those guys better men, and it made them successful, and it taught them life lessons. Uh, I'm not I'm not going to say life lessons are a lost art these days, uh, but in the immediate gratification of the transfer portal and all the stuff that's come with it, it's a different game than it was. Different game than it was four years ago. 
Um, tell me in the comments, was, was there a better coach in the lifetime of any of us here ever than Nick Saban in American sports? Because I don't think there was. I, I think the list is probably for the last quarter century. It's Nick Saban. It's Bill Belichick. It might one day be Kirby Smart. I think he needs a, a couple more titles probably to get there. Uh, at least in football, it, it's um. If you want to go back to the '90s, Tom Osborne would be on there. Maybe Pete Carroll. I don't know if Pete Carroll was there long enough. But but there just aren't many guys that you can put on the list, and you start comparing them head to head with Nick Saban. Um, and most of them are going to fall short. Chris, uh, Phil Jackson, that that would be one. Um, I don't know if Greg Popovich would be on there. I'm not a huge NBA guy, but. And Phil Jackson had, in my mind, the, the greatest athlete in American team sports in my lifetime, and Michael Jordan. Maybe LeBron James is that guy. I don't know. I don't care. But when you're in basketball, there's there's five guys on the floor at all times. And if you've got one super dominant guy, it, it's just easier to win. Football, there's 22 guys on the field at once. Basketball, there's, there's 10 guys on the floor at once. Phil Jackson had the, the, the greatest player in my mind that I've seen in team sports in Michael Jordan. And that helped. They had some other guy, guys too. Scottie Pippen was all a famer. That, that helped. But point is, I, I think it's sort of harder – to dominate college football than it is in the sport like the NBA where you can just take one guy and ride it over and over and over. T to maintain that edge for that long, the way that he did it, not just – and it would have been easier, let, let's say if – I don't mean to bag on another league. Let, let's say that Nick Saban was doing this at Boise State where you're not going to play anybody till you get to a bowl game. That's one thing. But when you're playing in the SEC at a time when I think the SEC and John Wright, Joe Torrey, I'd mentioned that one earlier in the show. That that would be one that would be on that list of, of coaches. When you're doing it in the SEC week in and week out, where you, you go into anybody's building, you've got Tennessee gunning for you. You've got Florida gunning for you. Certainly you've got Auburn gunning for you. One of your protégés and Kirby Smart comes up. They win a couple. He knows all your secrets because he's been in your room for years. All those guys went up against Nick Saban for a long time. And guess what? He beat them all until Kirby Smart won a couple and finally snapped the jinx. How, how many coaches in this league got fired because they couldn't beat Nick Saban? I mean, at Auburn, that certainly happened. How many coaches left the league because going up against Nick Saban was futile. I mean, Urban Meyer probably had, other than Kirby Smart, the best run up against him. But that that didn't last super long. Urban wasn't at Florida forever. You, you don't see many coaches, period, just coach as long as Nick Saban did. Um, I'm, I'm trying to think of guys in college football that are longer tenured in the FBS, the Nick Saban, Kurt Ferentz, maybe. I'd have to look that up. I'm just I'm thinking of this off the top of my head. Somebody in the comments, we got a lot of people here, maybe can tell me. But there aren't many. 
I mean, it's one thing just to coach as long as he did. My goodness. Not not just to coach and have your team at an elite level every year. Every year, when you go into the season, when's the last time Alabama wasn't in, in everybody's top five? What, 2006, 2007, whatever his first year was? Think about that. You have a target on your back every day. You're the biggest game on everybody's schedule. When you're recruiting, people can say, hey, look, you can go to Alabama, but are you going to play? He fought through all that. I mean, how, how big how big a factor is burnout? How many coaches just leave and say, I've had enough? The middle fortitude just to get through as long as he's gotten through it, to coach that long with that big an edge, it's hard to do. I look back now and the last few years, I mean, he used to be Nick Saban in a press conference. Um more or less wielded a chainsaw over everybody. I think everybody in the room was scared to death. You started to see him soften in recent years. I'm not going to say the guy lost his edge, because I don't think that's true at all. But it was kind of interesting in hindsight to see the last couple of years, probably post-COVID. And I know that the COVID thing had a big impact on him. I think it made him take a step back as, as much as it was a tightly controlled environment where not a lot of people got in where there weren't a lot of warm fuzzies and sharing. What I was told is he really took stock of things after that year. And it was just kind of weird looking around that you're you're winning football games, but it's not in front of 100,000 people like it was before. There are as many people to sit there and revel in the glory of all that with you. And I think he took stock of that, I was told, and, and kind of decided, yeah, that's that's a thing I'd kind of miss. just going through it with that many people. Um, I always wondered about him earlier in his career. It seemed to me like for, for some coaches, the intensity of losing is felt in a way that's never balanced out by the, the good feelings of winning or another way to put it is I think that losing is harder on you and more painful than winning is fun and enjoyable. And I always felt a little bit sorry for him. I felt like here's a guy that you watch going through life. He's dominating everybody. And it felt like, I don't know, for the first 10, 12 years of his career at Alabama and certainly at LSU, here's a guy who's doing things year in and year out that most football coaches would, would kill to do one year in their lifetime. And he never looked like he enjoyed it. Last couple of years, it had a little bit of a different feel to it. And, and I'm glad for Nick Saban that that, that happened. To, to work that hard and to not be able to enjoy it was it was a thing that I always wondered about. Like, how, how does this guy keep doing it? Because if you can't sit back and enjoy what you're doing, why is it worth it? I felt like. That's the one thing for Nick Saban I felt like in the last few years. You you could finally see him smile after games and in press conferences and joke around every now and then. 
I'm glad he got to the point where he can enjoy the fruit of what he did because for a long time I wondered, would we ever see that? Uh, if you're just joining us, I'm reacting basically in real time to Nick Saban leaving Alabama and retiring is, has been reported now. I think Chris Lowe broke the story. Um, possible candidate Stan Lanning is getting a lot of traction here. I think uh, that would make a lot of sense for a lot of reasons. Matt Rule's a name I'm, I'm told to watch. I'm not seeing that pop up a lot on Twitter, uh, but from somebody who's fairly well tied in at Alabama, um, told me to watch out for that one. So I, I don't know. Alabama may have a plan of its own. It may have somebody picked out already. This may be the dumbest thing I've ever said. Uh, it may not matter. But um, I know people are thinking, who's, who's going to be the next guy to do this? And, um, yeah. I'm going to scroll through the comments here because, uh, boy, there are a lot of them. Uh, someone said earlier they tried to say hello to me. I think saw me getting out of a car, <laughs> put my head down and didn't say hello. I was probably listening to a podcast. That's that's how things roll around here. So didn't mean to be rude if that's me. Um, <laughs> Brian Arson is available. Yes, he is. Don't think that's where Alabama is going to go. Somebody texted me earlier and said, um, let, let's, let's do a swap. Let's send Saban to New England and um, Bill Belichick to Alabama. That'd be interesting. No, not happening, but um, I think, I think thinking about it, I think landing makes the most sense. Been in the league, knows how it works. It is done really, really well at Oregon. Why would landing leave Oregon? Um, you're right. Oregon and Tuscaloosa is much different. I've been to Eugene. It's beautiful. It really is. Um, not scorching hot like it gets in the South. Um, expectations are going to be different. Although it, in Oregon, you, you're still dealing with fuel night money and expectations. I don't. I don't think that's anything like the pressure in Tuscaloosa. But it's not a. It's not a totally pressure free environment either. You're moving leagues next year. Uh, a lot of good football teams in that league after the merger. There were already, including the one that, that just wanted Ohio State's not going anywhere. Penn State's going to be a factor. I don't know if Penn State will will get up to the level that that Ohio State and Michigan have. I think if if it was going to, we would have seen it by now. <laughs> Some Jimbo Fisher stuff in the chat. Yeah, I don't think that one's happening either. I'm curious if if you're a fan of another team. I'm I'm seeing a lot of people jumping up and down with the news of that, and I get it. It kind of felt like for a long time that, as long as Nick Saban was around, you weren't winning this thing. Now, occasionally another team would pop up, and you saw it with Dan Mullen in Florida. You saw it at Georgia. I, so I get it. But watching watching college football will not be the same. Watching the SEC will not be the same. Um, I, I'm a, I'm a baseball fan at heart. It, it's kind of like tuning into a Dodgers broadcast and not hearing Vin Scully. Now I know Vin Scully was broadcasting Dodgers games a whole lot longer than Nick Saban was coaching Alabama. 
Uh, but in but in coaching years, it was pretty close to the same. I mean, how, how many coaches spend as much time as they did at one school? Um, there have been guys in my lifetime that did it longer. Tom Osborne did it longer. Joe Paterno did it much longer. Uh, but but those guys, most of the guys that went and did that, have been retired. And I, I don't know. I don't know that we'll ever see anybody that's going to coach as long as as a school as Paterno did at Penn State. I, I think those days are are gone. Uh, somebody made a, a comment about audio. I hope our audio is not out. If it is, let me know, please, uh, because it's showing it's good on my end. But in any case, um, <laughs> people saying we act like he died or something. <laughs> uh, no, no, but look, let, let's be real. Co- college football lost, in my mind, the best coach it's ever had from the game today love him hate him i think everybody has to respect him um it's like watching i I don't know i I can't think of a great parallel i mean i'm I'm trying to think of things i brought up vin scully earlier it's different because he was a broadcaster not a player um i don't know I, i i just can't think of one that compares. I mean, I was I was too young when John Wooden retired to to remember what that was like. Um, I wasn't. I mean, I, I'd say too young. I wasn't even following sports then. Um, I don't know. There, there just are not a lot of not a lot of names that come to mind. There there aren't comps to Nick Saban. There just really aren't. Um, if you want to go, Bill Belichick. Okay, fine. Belichick won a decade without winning a Super Bowl. And also once he lost Tom Brady, that that started to disintegrate quickly. So Nick, Nick Saban wasn't doing it with the same guy every year. The, the cast of characters changed usually every couple of years. You compare Alabama starting lineup from, from one team, and two years later it's going to be, I don't know, 80% different probably. I, I think that's that, now that I'm thinking it through. I think that's what makes this that impressive. You you can't just lock everything down in college football because the the cast of guys changes from from year to year, and, and I mean now it changes from semester to semester. But but even before we had this revolving door of transfer portal and all those things, it, it was hard to do. No, nobody nobody did it. I mean, you could do it. The coaches that dominated at the level that he did, a lot of them did that in the, I don't know, the 20s, 30s, 40s, maybe Bud Wilkinson in Oklahoma in the 50s or whenever that was. But that was when you had unlimited scholarships, and, and not everybody was bought into college football at the level that they are now. There, there just was no comparison. The, the guys that are next on that list are the uh, probably the Tom Osborns. Uh, Bobby Bowden would be probably on that list because Bobby Bowden, probably if you go mid eighties to nineteen ninety eight ish nine ish, Florida State was probably the premier program. 
Uh, but Bobby Bowden never did it like Nick Saban did it. The ACC was never the hyper-competitive league like the SEC has always been and, and got to be even more. So Nick Saban pushed everybody around him. Look at how many schools went all in on football and, and paid coaches obscene sums of money to coach and sometimes more obscene sums of money not to coach. I mean, look at Jimbo Fisher. Texas A&M just spent, what, $75, $80 million just to let that staff go. I don't know what the final number was. I think that's Nick Saban. Because if you wanted to beat Nick Saban, you had to go all in with the resources. And people did that. And for the most part, people still didn't beat the guy. Yeah, he, he was he was the greatest coach in my lifetime. I, I don't know what is next for Nick Saban. My, my thing, and I've said this for years, I would love to see that guy be the leader of college football, be some kind of commissioner, somebody to set down rules, set down parameters, set down things that are good for kids, good for coaches, good for mental health. Bring some sanity back to this. When, when guys can leave semester to semester, um, and, and I, I get that it was a stack deck for a long time. Coaches could could cash huge checks and, and leave when they wanted to, and that was the impetus of all these things. But too much was unleashed at once on the college football world with NIL, with the portal at once. And, and it's just made for chaos. Um it's not been great for mental health. And I have to think that Nick Saban's sanity, <laughs> I mean, it, it had to suffer at some point. I mean, the, the guy could still coach football. But I, I just look around the world and think, this is not something that seems sustainable for everybody. I don't think you're going to see coaches coach as long as he did again. Because the, the game has driven everybody crazy. And, and I would love to see the press conference and hear what he says. Because I have a feeling he's going to be pretty frank. We'll see. Uh, Deion Sanders has come up in the in the chat. I, I just, no. I, I think Dan Lanning would be a great choice. That one has is, is come up. So, um, anyway. I, I think I've talked this through about every angle. Again, if you're watching this later, we went live with this, reacting to the news of Nick Saban's retirement. Um, best wishes to he and his family. Great, greatest coach in any sport of my lifetime. If you if you watch this full through, you've, you've already heard me say it. I'm getting to the point where I don't know that I've got anything else new to add. But anyway, we'll be back at this, I'm sure – after a press conference, maybe we've had time to react and, and find out who the candidates are going to be. I'm, I'm sure we'll be having more reaction to the Alabama coaching situation and all that's going to come with it. So uh, thank you for tuning in and watching. If you don't subscribe to our channel and stumbled on us, we cover SEC football, basketball, and baseball with equal passion. So I hope you will check us out again and um, hit that subscribe button, tune in for other stuff. Again, we have. Done this all on the fly today, just reacting in real time to Nick Saban's retirement. So with that, uh, this is Southeastern 14 presented by Bet Online. I'm Chris Lee. Thank you for watching, and we'll see you again soon.